I'm Jaren. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is The Barca Lounge. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to The Barker Lounge, your one-stop destination for the sitcom Friends. Yeah. Tonight's going to be very intimate. Very calming, very relaxing, very tame. As we curl up at our coffee table with a lovely assortment of cheeses and the finest of liquor store wines that we can... uh, provide ourselves with as we simulate the experience our friends will be going through on tonight's episode why am i whispering you ask surrounded by the velvet glow of candlelight (laughs) we bring our voices here to you to talk about friends yes how are you doing tonight chris it's monday it's the beginning of the week you know so the workload but it's, uh, I always look forward to uh, recording for everybody. So tonight's going to be pretty cool with the episode with The Blackout. The Blackout. Yes. So how are Even you? more appropriate with this wine, which is definitely helping with my day, considering uh, I had a little trouble getting to Cheers. work on time, <laughs> which occasionally happens. Hey, man. You know, we're not perfect. Ayo. Hey, but accountability is everything. But... Let's get straight to the show. Yes, the show. <laughs> All right, so we start out at the coffee house. This is one of the first appearances where Phoebe actually starts to perform with her guitar and sings on stage. And Rachel introduces her, so that's pretty cool uh, with Phoebe doing her doing her thing she's a musician too it's the first of what's going to become a reoccurring act on the show as phoebe reveals herself to be quite the proficient guitarist Mm. but Mm. maybe not so proficient vocal wise (laughs) yeah and so uh as soon as she was about to start singing actually the brat the blackout happened and phoebe's like thank you very much (laughs) like she didn't even get to play anything so it was like okay and cut to the Rembrandts, who bringing us in. Intro. With the intro theme song. But um, one thing I do notice about the intro theme song, or I don't know if it was an intended trend, mm-hmm. but every time they get to the clapping part, I always feel like they take a scene that has like the characters doing some sort of clapping motion, like in timing oh. with the song. Like, it's not... All the time, but I feel like I noticed. Like, that. there's always a scene that kind of matches with it. So, it's like something. if you guys are ever looking for an interesting drinking game while watching Friends, try to see how many times they actually have clapping motions matching up with the clapping in the theme song. Hmm. Just a little pro tip for me. But back to our friends. Yeah, so just to recap, you know, we are on episode seven of the show, season one, episode seven. Now, this takes us to the first, uh, well, you know, technically the second scene at Monica's place. The blackout's already happening. But, interesting enough, the uh, house phones still work during the blackout. So, she's talking to her mom. Then Phoebe's like, can I go check on my grandma? 
Um, or, so you know, rather call her grandma. Yeah. <laughs> make sure she's okay. But I don't imagine anyone's going very far during this blackout. Right. And meanwhile, you know, the scene's going to take us back and forth here a lot in this episode. So Chandler is actually at an ATM vestibule and he is stuck with a famous model. He's currently stranded from his friends. Yeah. And comes to the pleasant discovery of being by, what was the model's name? Jill Goodacre. Goodacre. As Chandler attempts to figure out her name on multiple occasions. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, in there, like, talking in his thoughts. Like, the entire time that we're going to be going back and forth, he is just talking out loud in his thoughts. So Just having a mental <laughs> monologue with himself as yeah. he contemplates how to approach the beautiful Jill. Yeah. Gittaker. He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm trapped in an ATM festival with Jill Gittaker. Jill Gittaker. <laughs> and, like, he wants to approach her, but then, like, and he kind of gets close to her. But then he, like, walks away, like, all shy. Kind of just does, like, a weird dance thing, like, as he walks away and he doesn't even talk to her yet. It's going to keep uh, panning back between Chandler and the friends as he attempts to figure out the right words to say while not looking like a psychopath to this beautiful woman. Right. She's really gorgeous. Victoria's Secret model, that is. And so they go back to the apartment. Joey enters with... Hanukkah lights, you know, he's trying to help out. He comes out. in with a menorah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Ross teases him about it, you know. Um, Introducing Rabbi Joey. <laughs> so, you know, they're trying to get all the candles they can because they don't know how long this blackout's going to last, but hey, that's a smart tip on Joey because the Hanukkah, the what is it called? Menorah. Menorah, like, there's a lot of candles on there, so it's like that would actually brighten up the room, you know. So, well, good on hey, Joey. You gotta use what you have on site. And as usual, the friends are collected once again in one apartment, trying to figure out a way to survive the scenario. Yes. And Phoebe actually notices, which is the third appearance, official appearance of Ugly, Ugly Naked, Naked Guy. guy. <laughs> She's like, oh, I just saw him lit a bunch of candles. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's a sight to see, right? So For once, they're getting a lot more than they bargained for with Ugly Naked Guy. Yeah. Because besides seeing the inside of his apartment, they're probably seeing a lot more than the lampshades. Right. And, you know, again, we're back at the ATM and Chandler's pretty much timing this blackout, it seems. He's like 14 and a half minutes, still haven't said a word to her, like making eye contact. And it's like, dude, you're scaring her. Like he's saying that out loud to himself. Like just I imagine there's her. a lot of times where guys will encounter women that they think are attractive mm -hmm. and they'll find themselves in these scenarios like the Chan Man. Yeah. Where you're speaking to yourself in your head. Probably looking like a psycho on the outside, but inside you're just honestly trying to think of something pleasant to say. Right? It doesn't come off that way all the time, so. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so she actually makes um, the approach, Jill. She's like, do you need to use my phone to call someone? And Chandler just kind of like look at her like, yeah, sure. <laughs> just grabs like, the phone. honestly surprised that she's earnestly making an effort to talk to him. Yeah, and so when don't he, you know she's just a normal human like everybody else? Yeah, and she was offering to help, so good on her for that, you know. And uh, Monica answers the phone, and Chandler is like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Monica does not understand this lingo that Chandler is saying, so he repeats it like three times. Yeah, which is like apparently like some sort of mumble guy code. 
Did you get Joey on the phone? Right. Of course, he'll understand. He'll understand. And so when he's like, just put, just put Joey on the phone, you know, and then he does it to him and Joey's like, what? You're trapped in the ATM vestibule with Joey Goodacre? Like, you know, so that's pretty cool. Just instantly understanding Chandler's insane mamblings. (laughs) So that's that. Now we're back at the apartment and everybody but Chandler are talking about the weirdest sex spots that they've done it at. I mean, not that Chandler's having a bad time anyway, considering he's at a vestibule with the <laughs> supermodel. Right. Victoria's Secret. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they go in order and they're all talking about their places and Monica starts and she says a pool table back in college. It's got to be a little awkward for Ross. Yeah. Ross is like. <laughs> That's my sister. <laughs> Doing him proud. Doing him proud. And then Joey goes and he's like, a woman's restroom at the New York City Public Library. Huh. <laughs> and everyone's just kind of looking at him and Monica's like, You read? What were you doing at a library? <laughs> like, <laughs> of all places, right? So they're just teasing him. And then, you know, quirky Phoebe, she's like, they're like, what about you, Phoebes? What's the weirdest spot you've done it at? And she's like, (laughs) Milwaukee. (laughs) You you know, just the city. That's cool. (laughs) All right. Very, very vague. Whatever. No, 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 like place in Milwaukee. She's like, just Milwaukee. Um, And then we get to Ross, which I kind of was surprised to hear where he did his. And it's a... He's like, Disneyland, 1989. It's a small world after <laughs> He said, we went behind the technic- the technical people, like the little statues. And they went behind uh, the statuettes <laughs> yeah, him. and the machinery and thought, hey, this would be a good spot to uh, get it going. And that was with Carol, the ex. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then Rachel was last to say her answer and she was like, the foot of the bed probably <laughs> the tamest out of all the answers between yeah, the friends they started teasing Gotta say, her uh, most of them were not expecting that me yeah. included yeah i wasn't ex- i was expecting something like like exotic in a, in a way but know. it's also refreshing yeah good to know so we're still in the apartment at, at this point it kind of the group kind of separates a little bit and ross and rachel are still having like a deep conversation about passion like going through life knowing like how do you know if you're ever going to get that again knowing that she was engaged you know and he and was how married. do you bounce back from that experience yeah. how do you find love again how do you move forward right so it's nice to see both the characters that are in similar situations relating to each other and trying to figure out the steps together but it's also showing more of ross's uh, ulterior motives mm-hmm. of trying to get closer and closer to yeah. rachel and mind you, they're sitting on the floor. They've got their wine. There's candles lit everywhere. So Similar it, to our coffee table. Right. So it looks. It definitely looks intimate, you know. And uh, Rachel kind of just doubts the fact that it may never happen. And Ross is like, you know what? It will happen. You know, like it will happen to you. I, I see a big passion in your future. And of course, this part's kind of funny for me because uh, Chandler and Joey the whole time have kind of been like uh, Ross's background cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. They know about his feelings for Rachel. Yeah. So they just happen to be in the background looking at him like, huh, okay, you're going to do this, huh? You're committing to this? 
Well, Joey, anyway, since Chandler yeah. is not there, but yeah, you know, Joey was like, as soon as that all happened, and when he said that he to was Rachel, kind of giving like Ross the look. Yeah, like, uh, you, you sure you want to do this right now today? <laughs> Rachel, walks like <laughs> Ross is about to finally let it go. Yeah, and Rachel's like, "Oh, thanks, Ross. You're great." And he kind of took that like, "Yes, I'm one step closer," kind of thing. But, but Joey's like, like in the background shaking his head, uh, like you're one step no. closer to what he would call the friend zone yeah like and like joey was kind of giggling like in the background and he and ross was about to like walk away and he was like that's never gonna happen and he's like Psh, huh no what you talking about why why he like started freaking Insert out ross voice why you guys i know what you mean what do you mean joey <laughs> And he's like, you know, you're just laying the groundwork and you're taking too much time. Or that's what, or he's taking time is what Ross said. He's like laying the groundwork. And you know, Joey's he's like, a building a foundation type yeah, of guy. you know, friendship first, right? So. Until you get pushed into the friend zone. Yeah. So after, you know, Joey made fun of him at first, Joey's like, you know what? Just go talk to her. Like, just, just do it, you know? So meanwhile. So, you know, even though Ross is. Kind of like aiming towards friend zone trajectory. Like, Joey's still trying to give him encouragement. Right. And meanwhile, we're back at the ATM. And this time, Jill's asking Chandler yet another question. After, you know, Chandler has, you know, irreparably <laughs> messed up his perception. He's still, he's to still this talking in by, his like, mind. like, his rambling <laughs> and his, like, weird body language. Oh, my god. And gosh. trying not to look like a creeper. You will notice when you guys are, if you guys are watching or when you do watch it, like Chandler's signature dance move. Yeah, he was kind of low-key doing that without being obvious, but she kind of sees it anyways. Um, but Jill's like, do you want some gum? And Chandler's like, is it sugarless? 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 Of all the things that I could say, too. It's super horrible. The thing I'm worried about is sugarless gum? Seriously, dude. He was like, why did I say that? So the champ, man. He didn't even take it, right? So whatever. It switches back to the apartment real quick. And Phoebe is kind of like singing her little quirky song about the blackout. It kind of rhymes, kind of doesn't. But it kind of makes sense. So anyway, she starts singing and Ross is about to go make a move on Rachel. Because she's out on the balcony hanging out. Still working on his uh, getting out of the friend zone mm -hmm. escape plan. Yep, yep. So he goes out there. He does go out there. But Monica wanted to go on the balcony to hang out with Rachel. And uh, Joey had to stop her. Joey comes in. <laughs> ultimate wingman. The savior. Yeah, Joey's like, you can't go out there. And she's like, why not? Why can't I go uh, out there? we're working on uh, <laughs> Ross's working on a surprise birthday party for you. Right? And she's like, oh my gosh, really? Like, cool. And then Phoebe's in the background like, what's going on? And she's like, So, of course, Joey it. has to, like, extend the lie even further. Right. It, like, unknowingly making it worse for Ross. And Phoebe was like, wow, once again, I'm always last to know, which you guys will see a lot. In it's like a reoccurring yeah. trend of Phoebe <laughs> feeling like she's left out of every big moment of the friends. Right. Like, some might even say there's a little foreshadowing to future mm. moments. Yeah. So, you know, we're at the balcony now and Rachel's looking at the stars at Ross and she's like, oh, it's nice. It's a nice night. And Ross is just trying to get a feel. He's like, all right, I'm going to do this. Should I? Should I not? Okay, I'm going for it, you know? Yeah, you know, like Ross's anxiety plagues him yet again. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so Ross is like, hey, so uh, I didn't mean uh, 
to ask you something. Well, not really ask you, but more like a statement. <laughs> like, he's mm. trying to like... That, that's an interesting approach so to quirky. professing so your feelings for someone. <laughs> I'm going to make a statement right? about my feelings. And, uh, you know, so they, you know, Ra- Rachel's like facing him and she's like, oh, without Ross saying anything yet, Ross is like, so oh, I've been meaning working. to, you good. know, okay, cool. And she's like, how cute. And he's like, yeah, I know, but let me finish. <laughs> like, at least let me get it out first. But in reality, she was saying cute because there was a kitten or a cat behind right Ross. Right behind Ross's head. <laughs> And it jumps on Ross, <laughs> freaking out, and Ross starts like screaming, like get this like, cat off me, frantically like running around the patio. Oh my gosh! And then while that's all happening, like nobody on the inside can hear them, like uh, Joey, Phoebe, and Monica. Yeah, I love how the glass <laughs> magically becomes yeah. soundproof because sure, just this moment. Well, Phoebe's on the guitar and they're singing la 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 la, la. top <laughs> of the world, looking down on Creek. You know, they're all like just jamming in there. While there's a blackout, so that happens there, and we're back at the ATM. So at the ATM, Chandler, you know, goes up to Joe and goes, On second thought, gum would be perfection. Gum would be perfection? <laughs> Who says this? He says it to himself. He's like, Of all the things, why? I loathe myself. <laughs> Like, he says that to himself, or, you know, talking out loud in his thoughts. But it's like, you know, it, it's a little bit of an awkward situation. Like, you're trying to find an icebreaker, trying to find a way to talk to this person yeah. who you think is extremely out of your league. Right. It's not every day you get stuck somewhere and with somebody famous, so... Yeah, I'd be very nervous, too. Words are lost. <laughs> so we're back at the apartment again, which where most of the scenes take place, and Rachel and Phoebe are looking throughout the building for the owner of this cat right um they're knocking on every door which brings us to our first appearance of mr heckles <sighs> mr heckles another oh, recurring character like our friend ugly naked guy old grumpy man you know they knock on the door they're like you know kind of has a compulsive lying issues so yeah we're gonna find out yeah and and they're asking if that's his cat and he's like yeah that's my cat. The answer's like really <laughs> fast and flippantly. Right. And and then the cat's like kind of freaking out in Phoebe's arms. Like, and Phoebe's like, like don't get me to the psycho. He's crazy. Yeah. And Phoebe's like, he seems to hate you. And then the cat like jumps off of Phoebe's arms and runs. <laughs> and then like the dude's like, but that's my cat. And then they were like asking him the name. And What's the just, name like, of the cat, sir? Made it up and all that. But, um, uh, Mr. Bob yeah, Buttons. Yeah. Bob Buttons. Right? It's Bob Buttons. <laughs> and then, um, you know, so Phoebe tries to chase after the cat, and Rachel tells him, AKA Bob Buttons. Mm-hmm. And Rachel's like, that's a mean thing to do, you know? And uh, she walks away too, and Mr. Heckles ends it with, You owe me a cat. <laughs> Which you guys will be uh, hearing and seeing a little bit more about him as uh, the episodes come by. Foreshadowing. And so Rachel is, you know, at this point, Rachel and Phoebe have obviously, like, separated. Cause, it's like a scavenger hunt for yeah. Kitty Cat's owner. And, um, you know, Rachel's like, here, kitty, 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 kitty. And, it, like, it's still dark, right? And then she looks up and someone's holding a candle and a cat. And it's Paolo. Paolo. Yes, the Italian. Ding, 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 ding. 
And so you can only imagine what happens next. You know, Rachel brings My best him. exotic guitar. <laughs> Rachel brings him to the apartment. And, uh, you know, she introduces him to everybody. And Ross. Much to Ross's dismay. Who is this large, attractive, foreign man? <laughs> and Ross looks confused. He's like, so uh, where did Paolo come from? <laughs> uh, what's Paolo's story? And Rich is like, Italy, I think. <laughs> and Ross is like, well, I mean, like today. We're just doing import boyfriends now. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Ross is like, I mean, today, like in our lives, in this current <laughs> moment, where did he come from? Like, why is this guy here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so Rachel's like, well, he's the owner of the cat, you know? So whatever, like they connected or That is not. a cold irony. Yeah. And then Phoebe comes back, you know, and she's like, I can't find the cat, you know? And, and they're like, oh, it's Paolo's cat and gets introduced. And Phoebe's like, oh, what do you know? I'm last to know again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Phoebe. But, you know, at the, at the same time, like Paolo's kind of suave with introducing himself with the handshake. And she's just like, you know, he's kind of giving oh. off like a slide to Antonio Banderas vibe. Yeah, super. Very, uh, very built. <laughs> With the long, curly brown hair. So. Which, of course, you know, Phoebe and Monica gravitate towards immediately as they're introduced to Paolo. Right, right. And so we go back to the ATM once again. And Chandler is still talking in his thoughts the entire time. Except for those few moments where... And this where, is like even after the point he's already introduced himself. Right. Has, has said yes to taking the phone. And for gum is perfection. <laughs> Like, like you would think he would have been kind of talking to her still, but he wasn't. So he decides to spit his gum on the wall. Right. And then he was like, why did I do that? Like he grabbed it, but he grabs the wrong one. And then realizes he put a stranger's gum in his <laughs> oh, mouth. Oh man. He's, so he's like, that's Chew not my it. gum. That's not my gum. And he chokes. Oh my gosh. And he... this is where another yeah. amazing moment for Chandler happens. So, Jill, you know, she saves him. I mean, she did the Super highlight. Supermodel by day. Right. Medical pr- practitioner by night. <laughs> Shoot, she did that Heimlich maneuver on him real good. And, you know, so Chandler was like, thanks. That was, uh, uh, and she finishes his sentence. Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Relevance. Oh. So you can tell she's kind of picked up on like this guy, like Chandler's why? awkwardness. Yeah, why is he being like? It's also, weird, you know, cute. Oh man! So, um, you know, we're back at the apartment, and Rachel's like over here getting all giggly with the girls, like, "Oh my god, what do I do? This is not like me," you know, flirting with Paolo, like trying to. This is all a new experience for Rachel, yeah. seeing as she just came. Fresh from an engagement she wasn't too excited about to trying to figure out what she wants in her next relationship. Yeah, and Ross is kind of on the sidelines with Joey like, What's this guy have that I don't have? Where did he come from? And so at this point, Ross goes up to Paolo and uh, check this out. (laughs) Paolo, hi. Ross, listen, uh... Listen, um, something you should, uh, should know. Um, uh, Rachel and I are, we're kind of a, kind of a thing. Thing? Thing, yes, thing. 
You at the sex? No. <laughs> no, no. Um, technically, the, the sex is not being had, but that's... Uh, <laughs> see, but that's not the point. See, um, the point is that, uh, well, Rachel and I should be... Uh, well, Rachel and I should be together. You know, and if you get in the... Um, in bed. No. <laughs> no, not where I was going. Uh, if you get in the way, way of us becoming a thing, then uh, I would be, well, very sad. Mm. Oh. Wow, Ross. Fail. Wow. Did you really that, have that, to? That was like... <laughs> saddest attempt to be defensive about your feelings ever man and she's not even like officially your girlfriend <laughs> you should just say that to him it's very presumptuous on his part uh, but you know towards the end of that quote you know ross is like they seem like they have an understanding clearly paolo doesn't know much english and ross is like do you understand english paolo and he's like see sí. A poquito, like a little bit, you know, or whatever. And, a very small amount. <laughs> and Ross is like, okay, well, you're a huge crap wise. <laughs> you know, just like basically insulting the man. Yeah. Because, you know, he's not going to understand him. Which is extremely rude on Ross's part. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, this, it, it it's, it's crazy, but, you know, it is what it is. So, we're back at the ATM. And, you know, this time Chandler and Jill are actually hanging out now. They're actually, like, spinning their heads in circles. Like, you know how, like, those ATMs have, like, the pen attached to, like, a string? And so you can, like, write on your, like... They're playing games, just attempting to find ways to pass the time while they're stuck in here during the blackout. And so they're just, like, they're just going, like, back and forth. And Jill can do it perfectly, but then Chandler's, like, uh, uh, and then he falls over. So it's, like okay Chandler stop being nervous like you're actually hanging out with her now so and it brings us back to the apartment again where the last candle is about to blow out oh yeah and Phoebe's like okay they count from 10 going backwards right so they're all counting down like 10 9 almost like it's a new year's countdown yeah like it's almost pretty much right because what's about to happen as soon as the candle blows out Everyone's kind of like, ooh, ooh. Like, you know, going back and forth, like, who can do it, like, the loudest? And Ross is like, I can. And then, all of a sudden, the light turns back on. As if it's some sort of Hanukkah Mm. miracle. But what do Ross and everybody else see? Paolo and Rachel. Sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S. (laughs) I-N-G. My guys. Oh, man. This is where the discover of Paolo and Rachel are now hooking up and making out. Much to Ross's dismay. Oh, yeah. So Ross is pretty bummed. You know, if you're looking at him, you he has that... <sighs> the saddest of puppy dogs. Oh, my gosh. So that pretty much ends the scene right there. But the last, you know how after the credits, it just goes back to the last of it. And it's back at the ATM. And uh, we're... You know, Chandler sadly has to say goodbye to the lovely Miss Jill Goodiger. Yeah. And she actually was like, you know, this has been really fun. Like, thank you. And gave Chandler a kiss on the cheek. 
Went for the champion. Oh man, he was so in awe. Like he was speechless. He had nothing to say. She and, just, you know, she just walks off. Like, walks right, out. This was a nice time. Bye. <laughs> right. And Chandler could have just walked out, knowing that everything's back on. But he's just kind of like hands against the glass door, like, oh my gosh, did that just, just like in pure awe of what just happened. <laughs> and that's when this happens. Um, I'm account number seven one four three four five seven, and uh, I don't know if you got any of that, but I would really like a copy of the tape. <laughs> and on that note, that brings this episode of the Barker Lounge to a close. But as always, let's go over how we felt about this one. Chris, what did you think about this episode? This episode was. Like we described earlier, very intimate, but kind of a puzzle. You know, you're you're trying to figure out what Ross's angle is, and then it but kind of... I also like how they were dancing around with a lot of, like, filler on this episode. Like, the, it was very humorous for the characters. Oh, yeah. A lot of jokes, a lot of bouncing around. And then you get to see a little more of, like... Chandler's side here in this episode too like like, Chandler's quirkiness takes full frontal in this episode and then another one of Rachel's added guys so we now have Paolo on board so unfortunately for Ross but that also brings me to another point I'd like to make about this episode Mm -hmm. Um, you see here with Ross that he's suffering from something that a lot of us suffer from in life and that's hesitation because if he had just taken a moment to like really be bold and say how he feels yeah. before the cat attacked him, he could have could have had some better results, and it yeah. might have been him making out with Rachel. But like all good things, yeah, it'll happen with time. But don't let that be an excuse to hesitate on the things we're all working on. Right, and I mean, like... You don't want to end up like Ross, guys. I I do get the sentiment of somebody wanting to take their time and building that foundation. But at the same time, you know... You win, you lose. Closed mouths don't get fed, right? Like, go big or go home. Like, every little quote name in the book, like, just do it. (laughs) Insert Game of Thrones quote. Right? So, but overall, it's a good episode because, again, it does focus on, like... The Rachel, Paolo, Ross triangle thing going on. This is the beginning of that arc. Yeah, and then it focuses on a little bit of Chandler. But we do kind of still see a little bit about Joey. You know, we, they, and we've kind of described Joey as like the, what do you call it? Like, not as smart. Like, they tease him a lot. I feel like Joey doesn't get enough credit. But he'll get his time to shine in later yeah. episodes, I'm sure. But he was like... Definitely, like, kind of giving Ross, like, the advice. I kind of like that. He's like, just go for it, you know? Like, he was teasing him because that's what friends do, right? But, yeah. The wingman and the buddy. Yeah. And, of course, seeing Phoebe, like, on stage for, like, two seconds. So, you know, it's it's cool. You see a little bit about everybody here. But don't worry. You'll get more Phoebe with that guitar (laughs) soon enough. Right. So, pretty good episode. Definitely. Well... That brings that to a close. And um, as always, you guys, thank you for tuning in, for listening. We love seeing those numbers. And we've got more episodes in the barrel. Loaded up and ready to go. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at The Barka Lounge, where... Boop, boop! 
you will see all of our major platforms where we are available to listen on. And on that note, folks, we will catch you bright. Or, you know, maybe not so bright. Because these things tend to release closer to the evening. And on that note, we'll be catching you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye. Stuck in a model with a, I mean, with a model and an ATM. Stuck in a model. <laughs> in an ATM. Vestibule. <laughs> 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 boop, boop, boop. Oh, man. Is that bloopers? <laughs> <laughs>